And if I don't? Then you leave me no choice but to destroy you all here and now. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. And you shall send us the Ferengi as well. Zog? What do you want with him? He shall serve as an example of what happens to those who side against us. Ah, you're not really going to give me to them, are you, Captain? I may not have a choice in the matter. I can make it worth your while. You know those bars you owe me? I'm willing to cut them back. Some. Uh, Captain, we have a problem. Sorry, give us a moment, won't you? Screen off. You cannot do that. What's happening, Judah? When the Klingons destroyed the Fringy ship, it started destabilizing the region. The local anomalies are growing in strength. Sounds like it's time to leave. Somehow I doubt the Klingons are going to just let us go. Engineering, what's the status of the cloaking device? Non-operational. I'm afraid it won't even be installed until Tuesday. You left Space Dock without a cloak? We were a little rushed coming to meet you. Nosferatu's missing some parts. Then you must send me to them. It will give you time to escape. Not happening. We'll find another way. Dalona, do not be stubborn. You must- I said no! Knight, what's our weapon status? Phaser and photon torpedoes armed and locked on. Nosferatu may be tough, but there's no way we'd be able to stop all this Klingons, Captain. We're outnumbered. We won't need to. You have an idea? Maybe. That wasn't the Klingons. Local space is starting to tear apart. How long do we have? Stress is building up in the hull. A few minutes at best. Status of the Klingon ships? Showing the same stress on their halls, but they are not going anywhere. And they won't. Not as long as I'm here. All breach. Deck 10, section 4. Force field is maintaining hull integrity for the moment. Come on. Come on. What are you waiting for? We need to do something. We are. Status on the Klingons? Reading multiple hull breaches on all ships. Some are quite severe. Some of them have started drifting. You knew that was going to happen, didn't you? Yes. But how? The Klingon ships are very old and have seen a lot of service. Nosferatu, on the other hand... Is fresh out of space dock and can take more punishment. I'm impressed. Either way, you can't stay here any longer, Delana. You're right. Time we left. Helm, set course 151, mark 330. Course laid in. Engage at full impulse. have opened fire on us. How many? Two, but only one is following us. The other has sustained too much damage to their engines. Knight, lock on phaser and stand by. Aye, sir. Phaser's locked on. The Klingon ship is hailing us. On screen. Stop now, or I will blast you into oblivion. It may have escaped your notice, but your ship is not in the best of condition at the moment. The only thing you're likely to blast into oblivion is yourself. It matters not. We will never give Korg up. Not as long as we draw breath. You got it. Knight, fire torpedoes. Firing. The Klingon ship is disabled and drifting. No, we did it. We? Well, well, you all did it. Now on to the matter of my payment. I wouldn't get too comfortable yet. What's happening, Judah? 
All that weapons fire has done is make things worse. Oh no! The anomalies are opening around us! We have to get out of here. That's not an option anymore. There's no way we can make it out in time. Then transfer all power to shields. Will that be enough to keep us safe? It's the only hope we've got, old man. All hands, hang on to something. Things get rough from here. Eric Busby presents Star Trek The Section 31 Files. Episode 2 The Ghost Ship. Screen's held, but we've taken damage. A lot of it. What about the anomalies? Were we thrown clear? No. If anything, we're in the same spot when the Expanse tore apart. The same spot? You're sure about that? I can't even get a good fix on anything. The long-read sensors are down. All the anomalies are... well, they're gone for now. It's almost like they were never there. I'm only reading normal space around us right now. What about the Klingons? Gone. There are no other vessels nearby. There must be something there. Some wreckage left behind? Apart from us, there is nothing nearby, Captain. Could we have moved in time, perhaps? No, sir. According to the stellar charts, we're in the same time and space as when all this started. Maybe we stayed behind and the Klingon ships got sent somewhere else. Very possible. But where? That's not important right now. We need to get Korg back to Starfleet. Bridge to engineering. Do we still have engine power? Affirmative, Captain. It's one of the few systems still online. But I don't advise anything above Warp 5 for the time being. Understood. Bridge out. Mr. Jasper, set course for Starbase 12, Warp 5. Aye, sir. Warp 5. Captain's Log, Stardate 61004.3 After recovery of Chancellor Korg and a brief tussle with the Klingons who have undergone the change, we are on our way back to Starbase 12. However, we have yet to be able to re-establish contact with Section 31 Command. I am as of yet uncertain as to why this is. In the meantime, we have begun to analyze the data that Korg brought to us, so we may better understand the nature of the genetically changed. I've been going over the data that Chancellor Korg brought to us. It seems the first stage of this change alters the subject's DNA. We already know this. Yes, but what you are unaware of is this. The change never stops. In the first stage, the evolved, as they have come to call themselves, are still aware of who they are and what they are doing. But in time, this changes. How so? During the second phase of the change, they seem to drive into a state of insanity. Driven by chaos, they lash out and attack everything around them, even others who are undergoing the change. 
This is an image of one of the Klingons in the latter state of the change. Their skin begins to break down. Internal organs begin to liquefy. They vomit blood. They do not survive very long once they reach this stage. But they are still extremely dangerous. I hate to ask, but have you been exposed to this bacteria, Korg? Yes, many of my people have. However, like many, I seem to be unaffected by it. While many others are, including other species, the only races that seem to possess any type of immunity are Romulans and, to a lesser degree, Vulcans. That would make sense. I doubt Nero would want to infect his own people with this. Maybe that's where we can find some sort of cure for this. Starfleet Medical is already working towards that, but so far, they have had little success. Currently, Starfleet is keeping this closely under wraps. They do not want word of this infection getting out and causing a panic. Understandable. But if more people undergo the change, I wonder how long they can keep it in the dark. Maybe they'll find a cure before it gets too bad. Perhaps. In the meantime, Dr. Saket, I want you to test the members of the Nosferatu. Find just who is carrying the infection with us. I've already started. So far, the crew seems clean, but I'm certain that will not remain the case for much longer. Now, what do we do with our new passenger? You mean Zog? I've been thinking about that. I think he's going to have to stay on board with us. Stay with us? Can't we just drop him off when we get to Starbase 12? The Evolved know who he is now. They will be hunting him. The only place he will be safe is with Section 31. Meaning he is staying on board, at least for the time being. Oh, goody. Oh, cheer up, Mac. You never know. He might be useful. Bridge to Captain. This is Delona. Go ahead, Mr. Jasper. Captain, our sensors just picked up a ship. It's drifting, but we've been able to identify it. The NX-06. The Starship Constitution. What? NX-06? That was lost during the Romulan War. Over 200 years ago. Starfleet assumed it had been destroyed. Hmm. Interesting. I think we have time for a short investigation. Helm, lay in a course for the Constitution. We'll be right there. Hi, sir. Status. We're closing on her now, Captain. Just entering visual range. On screen. Take us out of warp, Matthew. Coming out of warp now, Captain. What have you got, Judah? Definitely an NX class. Page right out of history. Last NX was taken out of the service over 150 years ago. If I remember the history from the Romulan War... The Constitution was defending a colony on Nimoy 5 against a fleet of Romulan warbirds. Regrettably, there were no survivors. Which is why everyone thought the Constitution was destroyed. She may have been damaged and been drifting since. I'm not certain about that, Captain. Scanners say the ship's intact. There's no damage. It's almost like something out of a museum. Constitution is in perfect condition. I'm even reading power and full life support. How is that possible? Constitution would have burned up the last of its fuel ages ago. 
Unless someone has commandeered it and been using it ever since. So why is it drifting? A good question. Commander, assemble an away team. It's time we got some answers. Aye, Captain. Judah, Knight, you're with me. Uh, Commander, I don't want to be a bother, but uh, can I come along? Why? I know some collectors who would pay really well for a find like this. For a modest fee, I could help you guys, but I have to know what I'm selling. Um, no. But thanks for the offer. Back to engineering. Mathis, have someone meet us in transporter room one for an away mission. Understood, Commander. You're throwing away a great profit, I hope you know. Wouldn't be the first time. Okay, let's see if this is going to work. Well? My program has been transferred to the mobile emitter. Looks like I'm good to go. Still don't know why I can't use my old emitter. Mostly because your old one was the size of a large suitcase. You had to lug it everywhere you went. This new one is not much bigger than your communicator. Yeah, but when I lugged it around, I looked important. Like, you know, I was on my way to an important meeting or something. You're certain your programming is running correctly. Why does everybody keep asking me that? Because you seem to keep making a number of very odd statements. That has nothing to do with his programming, Knight. That's just the way Judah is. Just be thankful he's not looking like an otter right now. Mr. Otter? What is that? A very cool cartoon when I was a kid. He dressed in a spiffy Starfleet uniform and wore a fez and went on all sorts of adventures. And this is what humans think of as... cool. Very cool! I can make my image look like him! See? Mr. Otter, back in action! Judah! Oh, fine then! You're just no fun these days, Mac. I'll take that as a compliment. You're late. Sorry, I had to get my toys before we went over. Toys? I do not understand. My tools. I call them my toys. After all, I do spend a lot of hours playing with them. Good to go. I've established a lock on the Constitution, Commander. Energize, Chief. Engaging transporter. Right on target. Deck B. Okay. Knight and I will make our way to the bridge. If you see anything weird... You'll hear from us. So, you're a trill, right? Yes, sir. Kadame Lieben. Do you like jokes? Depends on the joke, really. Okay, okay. How about this one? How many Borg does it take to replace an isolinear chip? Ah, well... I'm not sure. I swear... One of these days, I'm going to erase that joke from his program. Why do you dislike me, Commander? What? I asked why you dislike me. What makes you think I dislike you? 
I have noticed since I came on board the Nosferatu, you have spent a great deal of time observing me and keep track of my movements. This leads me to one of two conclusions. One, you find yourself sexually attracted to me. Whoa, wait a moment there. The other is you dislike me and find me a threat. Thus, you are keeping track of me. For one thing, I keep my eyes on everyone. It's the job of a first officer to keep track of those under him. Yes, but with me, I sense it is something different. Maybe I find Borg implants fascinating. Somehow, I doubt that. (sighs) Look, I don't dislike you, but I'm not comfortable with you either. That is understandable. The Borg have been the cause of much destruction in the Federation. That has nothing to do with it. My past experience with Borg operatives has been, well, let's say, not the best. I assume you are speaking of Unit 1, the first Borg to ever be assigned to a Starfleet vessel. He was known as... Bishop. Yeah, I knew him. A real charmer he was, too. I take it you knew him? I never met him in person. I read his file of the time he spent aboard the Defiant, and the events that led to his death during the D4 incident. I assume something negative transpired between the two of you. Oh, you might say that. But it wasn't just Bishop. Every single one of the Borg operatives I've known became a problem at some point. It's like you guys are all programmed to betray us at crucial moments. There's the turbo lift. Come on. Rest assured, I am nothing like them, Commander. I hope in time you will see you have no reason to feel uneasy around me. Time will tell, Knight. Time will tell. They never know because the Fringy keeps selling the chip. Yeah, that's really funny. Hey, have you heard this one? A Borg, a Jedi Knight, and a Time Lord go into a bar in Babylon 5. And they meet a... Oh my god. Will you look at that? That? It's just your standard Warp 5 engine. Nothing special about it. Nothing special? Judah, this engine was a work of art. Built by humans when they first started exploring space. In an age before humanity understood things like shielding or tractor beams, humans had this, an engine that could propel a ship to warp five. Amazing. I saw one in the Pluto Museum once. Never thought I would ever get the chance to stand up close to one. Oh, please. There's nothing next to the engines we have on the Nosferatu. Yeah, but think about it. This was built without any alien involvement. These days we have species from dozens of races crafting the warp engines of tomorrow. This was designed by human and built by human in an age where humanity explored the universe alone. Well, you do have a point there. Still, I'm more curious on how it's still running. Looks like the fuel injectors are still functional. Weird. They should have burned out after five years, let alone 150. The antimatter injectors are still in prime condition, too. They're brand new. Maybe this ship passed through a time rift or something and arrived in our time. If that's the case, what happened to the crew? (laughs) 
Oh, that can't be good. Been a while since I last saw one of these. You've been on an NX-class starship before. Served under Jonathan Archer during the Zindi Crisis. I was MACO. Made some good friends back then. But that was a lifetime ago. I was a different man back then. May I ask you a question, Commander? I thought we already covered that I do not dislike you, Knight. This is something else. More of a personal curiosity. Oh? I have noted that you spend a good deal of time in and amongst the various events that have shaped humanity's history. I am curious. Just how long have you been away from your people? Oh, long time. Very long time. Kind of lost track, really. Must be at least a dozen centuries by now. Yet in all that time, your people have not attempted to re-establish contact with you. I find that odd. <laughs> ah, this is nothing. Some of my relatives helped shape events of the history of the Thal Empire, and they were away for over 4,000 years, give or take a decade. Interesting. My people once explored and helped influence the evolution of other cultures. Then the phage decimated us. Overnight, we went from helping other races to harvesting their organs, just so we could live another day. At that time, I wonder if the phage was something we brought upon ourselves. A divine punishment for our arrogance. Arrogance? To believing we were somehow superior to other cultures. How we looked down at other societies as though they were primitives that could not go on without our guidance. It was one of the reasons I left my world. I was dying and I knew it. I wanted to spend what little time I had out amongst the stars. And then you ran into the Borg. Yes. And for all sense and purpose, the being I was died that day. And what I am now was born. We made it! We made it! Mac, something weird is going on here. Slow down, Judah. Now what's happened? I've been trying to get a hold of you, but for some reason the combatches aren't working. What? Mac to Nosferatu, come in. Nosferatu, come in. That's not everything. There's something over here with us. Something. Like what? <laughs> like that. I am not picking anything up on my tricorder, Commander. Commander, the ship. It's going to warp. She's right. We've just passed warp three and increasing. I have hungered. Hungered for so long. I shall feed. I shall feed again! Judah, get us out of warp. Now! I'm trying, but the helm isn't responding. 
We're passing warp five. How is that even possible? The engines can't handle anything more than that. Now passing warp six. Speed is still increasing. You've been listening to Star Trek, the Section 31 Files, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were Laura Post as Captain Delona, Mark Kalita as Commander Mack, Darren Marlar as Dr. Saket, Ellie Hirschman as Zog, Bernadette M. Groves as Chief Engineer Mathis, Valina Cutler as Knight, Judah Fries as the Emergency Science Hologram, Derek M. Koch as Karath, Carl Puder as Korg, Brian Linz as Ensign Jasper, Kelly Linz as Engineer Leben, John Tatterzak as the Transporter Chief, and Mark Ruzzi as the Dark. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. Sound design by Eric Busby. Star Trek The Section 31 Files is based upon Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry.